Good morning, and welcome to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pullard, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. This is the day the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. I'm telling you, this day is already loaded. It is jam-packed with the lessons and the blessings of God. And my heart and my mind are open to all the good that God has for me today. That's why I said it. God's will for me today is absolute good. And I pray that your heart and your mind are open and receptive to divine unlimited ideas. Happy Thursday, everyone. I'm so glad that you joined me for the daily download. Invite a family member, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, a classmate, a church member to watch live with you in living color, in real time the daily download so that you can talk about and discuss with someone else what it is that you are learning through this experience. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Remember, our goal is 500 viewers a day. Uh, please make sure that you're sharing this on your page so that others can benefit from this as well. We've been talking about our relationship with God and looking at how our relationship with God impacts every other relationship in our lives. Everything that's going on in your life starts with your relationship with God. It starts with how you see God. And so today we're looking more and focusing, as I said, we would go deeper into um, letting go of being a servant. And my subject for today is don't be a servant all your life. That Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends, which means that being a servant is a call. It is a certain dimension of consciousness, but there is a higher consciousness that God has for you. And this idea of serving God or being a servant of God, it is a part of a growing consciousness, but even beyond being a servant of God, there is a higher consciousness. Come on up front with me today. There is a higher consciousness than being a servant of God. Come on. There is a higher consciousness than being a servant of God. There is a deeper relationship than being a servant of God. And so we've been dealing with that servant Lord consciousness that God is my Lord and I am God's servant. I have not gotten one person to take me up on finding a scripture where Jesus called God something other than God or Father. I was looking for scriptures where Jesus may have called God Lord or Master, and I was not able to find one scripture. And I asked my Facebook Live audience, theologians, and those that are deep into the scriptures to, to give me some verses, and not one person has given me one. And I've not been able to find my one either. So I'm going to conclude that I don't have any record of Jesus calling God Lord or Master. And remember, we're following Jesus. Jesus is our way shower. Jesus is our example of what it means to be fully human and fully divine. So if he grew in his consciousness and he represents 
the Christ consciousness. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So he represents the Christ consciousness. So if he didn't do it, that means that we don't have to do it, that there is an elevated place in consciousness. So he says, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends, which means that servant Lord is a consciousness, but there is a higher consciousness. So we've moved from being the slave master relationship with God to the servant Lord relationship with God to the son, father, daughter, mother relationship with God. So let's just talk about some of the implications. Why would you stop being a servant of God? And many people, you know, they feel honored to be called a servant of God. And that is a consciousness um, that exists. And it is um, not bad. It's just not the highest. It's limited. Let me say it again. The servant Lord idea of God. It's not that it's wrong. It's not that it's bad. It's just limited. And so Jesus said, then because it was limited, Jesus said, I no longer call you service, but I call you friends. What are the implications of the servant Lord consciousness? Uh, pulley point number one, the servant Lord consciousness elevates task over people. I'm going to say it again. The servant Lord consciousness elevates task over people. I'm going to say it one more time. The servant Lord consciousness elevates task over people. So when I see myself as the servant of God, God, I am God's servant because God is more concerned about me doing the work that he's called me to do, as opposed to him being concerned about me as a person. That God is, you know, loves me, but God loves me and blesses me and does this so that I can do the work that God has called me to do. And that work or that task is elevated over me as a person. When you deal with the servant Lord relationship, yes, the servant, make, the Lord makes sure that the servant has everything that it, it needs, but the uh, he or she needs, but the idea is that the Lord is providing for the needs of the servant so that the servant can do the work that the Lord needs it to do. So it gives the idea that God is more concerned about me doing God's work than it is that God is concerned about me. And I'm telling you that's an erroneous lie that God promised to perfect those things that concern you, that God cares about you. The Bible says cast all your cares upon God because God cares for you. And let me tell you what it does is it translates also into ministry. It translates into ministry where we're more concerned about the work that needs to be done as opposed to the people who are doing the work. And so we do niceties and we do things for people, but the idea is I'm doing this to motivate them to do the work as opposed to really caring about the person. So in that servant Lord consciousness is this idea, this erroneous idea that the task is more important than the person, that the work is more important than the individual. And that's one of the things that people say, I, let me tell you, there's a church in Baltimore, and the theme of their church is the cause is greater than the individual. That's the theme, like that's the, the theme of their church. That's their church model, their church slogan is that the cause is greater than the individual. That's that servant Lord consciousness that says that God is more concerned about the work, about the task, 
um, about the cause more than God is concerned about you. And let me tell you something. The truth is, is that God loves you, that God is concerned about you, that God promised to supply all of your needs according to God's riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So pulley point number one, the first implication of the servant Lord consciousness is that the task is more important than the person, that the work is more important than the individual. Pulley point number two. Um, is that in this servant Lord consciousness is that we elevate religion over relationship. Yes, let me say it again. In the servant Lord consciousness, religion is elevated over relationship. And so in that servant Lord consciousness, people are concerned with the rules, the regulations, the rituals, uh, the rites of the church, um, the requirements, they're more concerned about the religion, the rules, the rituals, the roles, the responsibilities, um, more than the relationship with God. And so many people who function in this consciousness feel like God is more concerned about these religious rituals than God is concerned about having a relationship with you. And that's an erroneous lie. That is not the truth. God desires to have an intimate, personal relationship with you. Come on, affirm it. God desires to have an intimate, personal relationship with me. I'm going to say it one more time. God desires to have an intimate, personal relationship with me. And so some people cannot get beyond the rules, the regulations, the rites, and the rituals of religion to have a relationship with God because they're in that servant Lord consciousness where in the servant Lord consciousness, what's important is that we follow the rules. What's important is that we fulfill our roles, that we carry out our responsibilities more than having a relationship with God. And I'm telling you the truth that religion is dying out. Yes, religion is dying out and God is calling for more relationship. That the rituals and the rules and the regulations and the roles, those things mean nothing without a relationship with God. That's right, I said it on Thursday morning. Rules, rituals, roles, responsibilities, regulations, rights, all of those things, and I'm going to say rights, I'm talking about R-I-T-E-S. None of those things are more important than your relationship with God. No title, no position, no duty, no task, no function, nothing as it relates to the church is more important than your relationship with God. The whole idea behind events and classes and, and uh, prayer meetings and stuff, it's not to just check off who's there and who's not. It's not just to have bodies in a room, but it's to facilitate you having a relationship with God. Let me say it again. God is interested in having a relationship with you. And some people have said, I grew up in the, in the holiness church, God don't care nothing about you. God wants you to live holy as if the only thing was for us to do the rules, to do the, to check the boxes, to dot the I's and to cross the T's. But God desires to have a relationship with me. God is more concerned about a relationship with me than any of the rules, rituals, 
regulations, roles, or rights of the church. That's right. I said it, tweeted, put it on Instagram, put it on Facebook, put it on Snapchat, that God is more concerned about a relationship with you than the religious rituals of the church. That's right. I said it. All right, Maria Watson, I'm helping you out. You got there for the fourth Sunday. All right. Point number three. Um, and this is a challenge. In this servant-lord relationship, the consciousness of it is that God is concerned and loves the world, but God doesn't love me. We can say John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we're good with the big concept of God loving the world and God loving all the people in the world. But we're not comfortable with individualizing and saying God loves me. Because in that servant-lord relationship, in that conscience, there's a question. Does God really love me as an individual person? Or does God just love me because I'm a part of the bigger whole of the world? And one of the things that Maya Angelou said in uh, one of her interviews is the most powerful thing that she learned was that God loves me. Yes, knowing everything there is about me, God loves me. And knowing that God loves me empowers me to be able to live a holistically healthy, balanced, and well-rounded life. Knowing that God loves me, not just that God loves the world, God loves me. God knows my name. Yes, the hairs on my head are numbered. Yes, God knows me. God is interested in me. God is concerned about me. God loves me. Can you really look yourself in the mirror and say God loves me? Can you really process that idea and what it means for you to know that the God of the universe, the God that made the sun and the moon and the sky and the stars and the God that put galaxies in place loves me. God loves me. Yes, God loves the world, but I'm able to individualize that love. I'm able to personalize that love. I'm able to specify that love, that God loves me. God loves me completely. God loves me perfectly. God loves me unconditionally. God loves me. Yes, and when I know that God loves me, that nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, I shift my consciousness from the Lord-servant consciousness to the son-daughter-father-mother consciousness, to the being that friend of God. That's why he says, I no longer call you um, servants, but I call you friends. Because the servant does not know what his Lord is doing. When I am in an intimate relationship with God, I know what God is doing in my life. That gives me the right to be able to question God. That gives me the right to be able to share my feelings with God. That gives me the right to be able to co-create with God as opposed to this Lord-servant mentality. And so what I'm telling you today is really look at where you are in your relationship with God. Look at how you view God and view yourself in relationship to God. And so we can move to a more of a place of really caring for people, of really loving people, of really being concerned about people because we know that God loves me, that God is concerned about me, that God is taking care of me. And so I'm able to translate that into loving and caring for myself, 
taking care of my own body because God loves me, I'm able to translate that into caring for other people because it's not just about the task. It's not just about the work. It's not just about the event. It's not just about what's on the calendar. It's not just about the service. It's about the growth and the unfoldment of my Christ consciousness. It's about me learning and growing in my relationship with God. That's right, I'm saying it today. Don't be a servant all your life. Don't be a servant of God all your life. And even, let me say this to you, even the apostles, and this is my conclusion, if you look at it, even though Jesus said to these apostles, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. When you read the epistles, Paul, a servant of God, Peter, a servant of God, John, I don't know if John did. I don't think John did. I'll go back and look. Um, but you see Paul, a servant of God. Peter, a servant of Jesus Christ. I got to look at that John thing. I'm not sure that John ever identified himself that way. Because it's in John where he says, I no longer call you servants, but call you friends. I believe that John got it. But I'm going to research it today to be sure. But the other um, gospel writers, they call themselves servants, even though Jesus said, I no longer call, which means as long as I'm with you on the earth, you are in that servant thing. But he says, greater love has no man than this, than a man would lay down his life for his friends. It's the friendship that causes, it's the intimate relationship that causes the, the life to be laid down, the sacrifices to be made. You don't see lords laying down their lives for servants. Servants are dispensable. You know, if I can't, if one person don't do it, I'll get somebody else to do it. I'll hire somebody else to take on their job. I'll hire somebody else to take on their title. I'll get somebody else to do their position. That's that servant lord consciousness. But when you understand the friendship of God, that God has created me for a purpose and there is nobody on this earth that can do what God created me to do. But this fact that you're dispensable, that God don't need you, if you don't do it, God will get somebody else to do it. That's in that servant Lord consciousness. But in that father, son, mother, daughter consciousness, in that friendship consciousness, I am irreplaceable. That there's nobody else that can do what God created me to do. That's why God created me as a divine expression. That's why God created me as the unrepeatable, unique expression of God. Because there's something I'm bringing to this planet that nobody else can bring. There's something that I'm doing on this earth that nobody else can do. And so I'm saying lift your consciousness. Raise your consciousness. Go deeper in your relationship with God. Maybe your relationship with God has got stale. It's time to turn the fire up. It's time to bring some freshness to your relationship with God. It's time to affirm that I am a friend of God. I'm no longer God's servant. I am God's friend. That's what he called Abraham. Abraham tells us that we can be the friend of God, that we can have that type of intimate relationship and dialogue with God. Yes, I am a friend of God. I am no longer a servant of God. I have moved in consciousness. I have shifted from being a servant of God. And let me tell you, even though those disciples and apostles were with him, there was still that consciousness that they were working through that they had not fully resolved where they were still calling themselves the servants of God, even though Jesus said, I'm no longer called, which means that they were seeing themselves in a different way than how God was seeing them. They were seeing themselves in a different way than how Jesus was seeing 
sitting there. And I'm saying, come on and be one with God. Come on and unite with God and have this intimate relationship with God where you see yourself as God sees you and perfect, whole, and complete. Nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing out of place. I see myself as God sees me. I have the relationship with God that God desires for me to have. Come on, share this on your page today. Share this message. Don't be a servant all your life. I'm no longer a servant of God. I am a friend of God. And I reap all the benefits of that intimate relationship with God. I love you so much. God bless you. Remember to share this on your page. Our goal is 500 viewers. And remember until tomorrow morning at 630 that God is doing something wonderful in me and God is doing something wonderful in you. You've been listening to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pulley, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. For more information about today's church, visit us online at todayschurchtampabay.com.